Welcome, boogers, to the Late Night Fright. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very awesome, my very lovely, my 50-foot lizard of a co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. So, Faith, it's here. We're doing a whole week of movies. We are. Our themes this week are Monster Monday, Terror Tuesday, Women of Horror Wednesday, True Crime Thursday, and fantasy friday we're kicking it off with monster monday and faith we have the king of the monsters with us today go ahead and tell them what we're talking about godzilla <laughs> don't you mean you do it don't you mean godzilla there you go the song you heard at the beginning was blue oyster cults godzilla I like, I like the tune we've had that song stuck in our head for the past couple of hours while we were prepping to do the show so here we go. Godzilla is one of the most popular figures in the popular culture from going back 60 or so years now. And we're going to be talking about the original 1954 movie titled, interestingly enough, Godzilla. So we are going to be talking about the Japanese version because there are two versions of this movie. There was the original Japanese version, and then the Americans got a heavily edited version called Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is what he is referred to. And that starred Canadian actor Raymond Burr, most famous for playing Perry Mason. But we're not going to be talking about that one. We're going to stick to this original. But before we get into this movie, let's talk about a little bit about Godzilla and his place in popular culture. Faith, you were you familiar with the Godzilla movies before we ventured into this territory? I was familiar with the monster and some of the movies, but not how many are there? Like 50, 34, There's, 50? Uh, we're pushing 40 now. God. We're pushing 40. And they are still making Godzilla movies because Legendary Pictures has done the Monsterverse reboot. And in 2014, they started with an aptly titled movie called Godzilla. <laughs> and uh, King Kong is falling into this Monsterverse, so the Kong Skull Island movie from 2017. And then uh, just earlier this year, they released Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and they are building toward the big Kong versus Godzilla battle royale next year. So he's he's still around. And uh, but so you were just familiar with him as far as there's a big 50 foot lizard named Godzilla who ravages Tokyo on on occasion, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew how significant and popular he was, but I had never you know, seen any of the movies. I don't know why. And that includes the uh, the American movies because to date there right. have been, let's see, the 1998 movie with Matthew Broderick and then the, the two that I just mentioned, the 2014 uh, Godzilla and then the King of the Monsters that just came out. So you, you were going in uh, as far as having seen a movie from start to finish. This was your first. Yes. All right. Um, what was your impression of Godzilla going into this? Because... Uh, as we said, he's a pretty popular figure in popular culture, and there's a lot of parody that comes with Godzilla. So, so <laughs> what were some things that you, if I were to say to you before having seen this movie, Godzilla, what would have popped into your mind? A ginormous lizard. <laughs> a ginormous in Japan? lizard in Japan. And, <laughs> That's uh, what I think of. And there's the very famous thing, you know, people, uh, there's always someone running, and they run right yes. into the camera. <laughs> And they scream, oh, no, Godzilla, <laughs> you know, and 
And it's funny because I posted on our Instagram before we left, um, I posted that we were going to be doing the Monster Monday and posted it was going to be Godzilla. And a few people actually commented on there. I mean, it was immediate too, like Godzilla. (laughs) And, um, you know, and let me just say, I know we live in some strange times these days. Everybody takes everything, you know, the wrong way. We don't mean anything because that's the way it comes out. And it's funny. It's just very funny. Godzilla. That's how it's. And if you listen, if you listen to Ken Watanabe, the great actor Ken Watanabe, say he's in uh, the 2014 Godzilla, and he gets to say the line, "We call him Godzilla," like (laughs) milks it for all it's worth. And apparently, I think if I remember correctly, it was in his contract that he got to say that line. He wanted (laughs) that line. So, yeah, you know, it's one of these things. I think everybody just knows about Godzilla. So. Um, when we decided to do this week of shows, Godzilla was pretty, it was pretty quick. We had, mm-hmm. we had that on the list and I think you actually put him on the list for I the, did. for the monster Monday. Was there any reason in particular that you did that or was it just because, Hey, I'm, here's I'm an excuse to watch re- Godzilla. Yeah, I've just been ready to jump in and, you know, see the movies and better, you know, what better time than now? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, I, I don't I don't want to beat beat this horse, but um, would you say that your impression of Godzilla before watching this movie was maybe a little campy? There's a little bit of ridiculousness to the series. Would okay, you? Maybe a little bit. Okay. Okay. Possibly. And there is because, as we right. said, there's thirty some odd movies. I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, the history of the timelines of the movie. It gets a little convoluted and. There's plenty of YouTube videos out there if this is something that interests you. But I do want to put this movie kind of in the proper context of the franchise. So let's get into it. The 1954 movie Godzilla, it was directed by Hishiro Honda. And that is the only name of this crew that I'm even going to attempt to pronounce. Oh, it, I, I'll give you a dollar to pronounce another one. All right. American? <laughs> It was written by Takeo Murata and Hishiro Honda. There you go. There's that wasn't two. Terrible. And it starred some people from Japan, <laughs> as well as a guy in a rubber suit. So, <laughs> this is considered to be the first kaiju movie. Faith, can you can you say that word? Kaiju. Gazuntite. What? Sounded like you sneezed. No. And kaiju no. means giant beast, and all of the Godzilla movies are considered to be kaiju films so let's get into it 1954 godzilla um what did you think of it i loved it i'm ready to watch the 50 other ones <laughs> come on I faith it's it's like 38 38, 30. like 38. I, don't, I don't well earlier you said 40 something okay. i don't know all right but um now with that said we we said there's uh, a lot of campiness mm-hmm. to some of the things that come after and the short version of this is there's kind of three timelines there's the original movies that stretch from 54 to like 75 and the rub on those is if you like star trek and doctor who those are the movies for you they're a little little campy a little cheesy and then they get into what they call the versus series and that runs from about 84 to 95 i think and they call it the versus series because Every movie in the title, except for one of them, is Godzilla versus someone. <laughs> and the uh, the third series that's still going now is called the Millennial Series, and simply put, it's the Millennial Series because it started in 2000. So this is the one that started them all. So we said there's a little bit of camp to these. Were you surprised at the seriousness of this movie? Yeah, a little bit. Because this is an absolutely um, 
uh, as all great science fiction does, it says something about the culture and time that it's in, mm-hmm. and all great art does that as well. This hits both of those buttons. Do you want to tell them what the what the big theme is here in this movie? About the atomic bombs and all that kind of stuff? You know, right. this, this period of... Right. What's the word I'm looking for? Um <laughs> Um, that, well, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what word you're looking for, but this, uh, but you hit the nail on the head because this is nine years after the atomic bombs were dropped on Japan during World War II. This is very fresh mm-hmm. in their mind. Um, and you can imagine we're coming up on 20 years after 9-11. We're still talking about that. You can imagine what, th- you know, the magnitude of that to these people exactly. was. So the images in this movie, th- there's not a lot of camp here. Um, this is a science fiction movie. But as we said, it is commenting on the culture that it's in and the images that I was taking from it. And, it's, and first off, this one is in black and white. And I think it's beautiful and beautifully it's, shot. It's beautiful. It is. Um, there are scenes in hospitals and there are scenes of people, you know, being displaced and things like that. And uh, there was one shot in particular when Godzilla is ravaging and I don't know if the woman's husband had gotten killed by Godzilla or had possibly died during the atomic blast a few years earlier. And Mm -hmm. she said, don't worry, we're going to be with your daddy soon. So there are things that looking back on it, you can pick were directly uh, commenting on what had happened nine years earlier, but um, this would have been very fresh in their minds and they would have immediately got it. And when it was released, I did read, one critic in Japan said that they felt that they were exploiting it a little bit. And do you feel that it was exploitive? Not really. I wouldn't say so. I, I felt like they were using that to make a big point. And I feel yeah. like their point is is pretty valid that we need to be very careful about what we do because I mean they walk right up to it. They don't they don't they don't, you right. know, beat around the bush. They say, you know, atomic testing called this. <laughs> And when they uh, when they dispense of Godzilla at the end of the movie, they say that you know more atomic testing could lead to another mm-hmm. Godzilla. So there there are some very heavy themes here, and I think this makes it uh, a great movie. And we talked about them a few weeks ago, and I said you know it's it's surpassed for me only by uh, Godzilla as the science fiction movie of the fifties, just because it's a little more relevant to to the people in right. Japan who are making it. So yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah. What other impressions did you have of the movie, though, um, after you watched it? What Just anything that kind of stuck I, out to I, you. I, you said how it looked. I think it was a really beautiful movie, being black and white. I love the set of everything. Like, I even went, I wanted to look at pictures to kind of see, you know, how they did it. I thought that was really cool. And this movie was a huge influence on George Lucas. Uh, with Star Wars, and it said so in the trivia that popped up on the uh, <laughs> on the Amazon viewing that we did. And I think you can still see the influence of this movie today, you know, mm-hmm. going through Jurassic Park and things like yeah. that. I mean, this, this movie's still very relevant and very fresh, I think. Um, you were talking about the design and the look of the movie. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the big design in the movie, uh, the look of the creature. And I think, you know, we talked about Karloff and Frankenstein. That's one of the mo- probably the most iconic monster. Right. This is the the... I think one of the other iconic monsters, a little different because he's a 50-foot lizard. <laughs> but um, what did you think of, of the look of, of Godzilla? He's, um, I don't want to say he's silly looking in a way. I think the it, way he it's moves, okay is he, a, he's, he's, not, it's, he's not like you want to laugh at him. Right. It's okay, though, because of the you know the special effects constraints and all that. It's okay. He, he does look a little silly. He yeah, looks like a, a man in a suit. A little bit, but he's, he still is creepy looking. I mean, compared to the pictures I've seen of... These newer ones, 
He's right. pretty creepy looking. <laughs> I think it's terrifying. And, uh, you know, we always do favorites here on the Late Night Fright. Uh, I'm going to jump the gun. My favorite moment was his first reveal when his head comes up over the yes. hill. I think that's a beautiful moment. And the special effects are really good. And talking about the special effects, Japan was very proud of these movies. They, they still are proud of these movies, especially that first run, because they were doing things that Hollywood was doing. And they did some things better than Hollywood mm-hmm. with you know nowhere near the amount of money. Right. And I think, you know, they... Some of them look a little cheesy, so does the old Star Trek. But are you, if you're watching for the effects, maybe you're not watching right. for the right reason. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I think the design on this is absolutely beautiful with the scales on the back and mm-hmm. the way they light up. And um, you made a point. You texted me when you were watching it. And go ahead and tell them what really struck you about the creature that sent shivers up your spine. The sound that he makes. <laughs> My God. It sounds like metal, Rad. It's scraping it's, on metal. It's a it, terrifying sound. It is a terrifying sound. I mean, if I heard that and I was by myself somewhere. <laughs> right, right. I'm leaving. Right. They, they did a really great job on this. And obviously it really stuck in the public imagination because he's been around since yeah. 1954. Um, were you sympathetic toward the monster at all? Did you view him as a monster? Let me ask that question because I don't feel like he is... He is antagonistic in that he can kill us. <laughs> he can, as the song says, he he grabs the wires and looks in the subway cars and can step on you and things like that. But um, do you feel like he was doing this because he's evil or it's just because... I was, was going to say, I don't think it's maybe intentional. I think he's threatened. Yeah. I think he's reacting as an animal exactly. would. And they make a great point in some of the uh, information I was reading, you know, doing research for this, that Godzilla, the Japanese people feel that Godzilla represents them, that... You know, with the history, with the bomb, and then rising up. And uh, they're very proud of him. And and this movie is considered one of the 20 greatest uh, Japanese films of all time, which is something considering some of the films they've released, especially with the uh, Kira Kurosawa films and some other great uh, pieces of art that they've given the world. But this is is up there for me. And I think as far as science fiction movies go, this is top 20 science fiction movies of all time. I think this is is up there. I'll put it in a list like that, too. Something really kind of wonderful and mesmerizing, and and there's a story with it. There's a human story about uh, the device that they use to destroy Godzilla, and should that be let out, which is commenting on the atomic thing right. that they're talking about. So it's not just a big lizard that's going around. And um, let me ask you just a, a, a practical question here, because we watched this, the original Japanese version, uh, in black and white, we had to read the movie. We had to read the subtitles because it was in Japanese. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? And was this your first time doing something like that? It was not my first time uh, with the Japanese film or, you know, any type of foreign film having to read it. They're not my favorite because I usually don't like to read while I'm watching. <laughs> well, and from a practical standpoint, your eye is not watching the screen where it should be. You're you're having right. to read. So That's... there, but. Um, do you think this would have played as well in English? Um, no. <laughs> I think I think there's a beauty to watching it in the original Japanese. It's, yeah, I think yeah, yeah I think that kind of gives it a little bit, you know, something special to it. And Absolutely, it, did, it didn't bother me watching it like that. And it was special because in 2004 is when we got this version here in America. We we didn't have this version. I guess it was maybe on a bootleg market somewhere, but we had the the American version I was talking about. But we finally got this in 2004, and I do remember it was kind of a big deal 
in circles that you could watch the original Godzilla. And I rented it from Blockbuster, and that was my first experience with with this film. I think I had seen the Raymond Burr movie when I was a kid. I grew up watching some of the uh, some of the original, you know, uh, 50s and 60s mm-hmm. Godzilla movies, and I always liked Godzilla, but it was just kind of goofy. You know, it wasn't anything serious. And when I saw this, it really blew me away at just how serious this whole thing, you know, really is and where it comes from and what it represents and still represents. And he's great because you can use him uh, in the Godzilla 1985 movie. They use him as a Cold War allegory. So he can represent a whole lot of things. But at his core, he really is a commentary on on who we are and what we've done and possibly what we might do again. And um, where do you fall on that? Let's get a little philosophical. Do you think... um, are you a look before you leap kind of girl when it comes to science? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I definitely think just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should do something. Right. Um, I think this is proof positive. Yes, a yeah. 1950s Japanese movie is proof positive. You need to look before you leap. <laughs> no, but it. Um, I'm and you know, all kidding aside. No, I think you know sometimes we get in a little trouble. We think we can do this, and and consequences can yeah. be deadly. Uh, look at what's going on with the GMOs with the genetically. Uh, you know, modified produce and, you know, those, those are not good for you. And just because yeah. we can do it doesn't mean you should, <laughs> you should do it. But, you know, sometimes, you know, price is the bottom line and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the Godzilla movies, they do deal with corporate greed and things like that. So he's a, hmm. he's a character. You can plug him in in a, in a bunch right. of different scenarios. But, uh, but at the end of the day too, you know what else? It's what? a lot of fun. It is. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's really a great movie. It, yeah. I really, I'm really glad that this, was our choice. That it worked out the way it did, yeah. I was so excited to watch this. I think we need to do some more Godzilla movies. When we do these kind of week-long things or or maybe not like a whole episode on Godzilla, but um, I'm planning on watching some. So maybe we can do a Godzilla update every now and then. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, though, and I think the series offers everybody a little something. But I feel like this is one of those movies we talked about with Frankenstein. If you want a fully formed film history, you need to have seen this movie, at least this one. Out right. of all of them. So do you have any final thoughts on the movie itself or just on the character of Godzilla? Um, not that I could think of. What about you? you got anything else for I think I think it's a lot of fun. I it think is. it's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm really looking forward to watching some more of these. It kind of rekindled my love of Godzilla. I've, uh, I'm not an expert in these kaiju movies at all. There are people out there who really, really get off on these things. And they've right. never been my favorite but i've respected them and and the the work that it takes to make something like this and the um the artistry in those costumes and the designs is great so this really kind of i'm wanting to watch some more godzilla see i kind of am too because i guess going into it now that i think about it i never really paid attention to what the story really was right you get what i mean like i get it yeah i just think of the monster and i don't think of the real story of everything. Right. It's people running around looking in the camera and going, oh, no, Godzilla, you know, and running off. And that's fine. That's funny. You know, and there have right, been so I many takeoffs. Right, but I think that story really pulls me in, you know, and it makes me want to, you know, watch some more. The great movies like that, the the villain or the character like this has something else going on. Right. And uh, we're going to be talking about one of those characters tomorrow. Uh, on Terror Tuesday with Mr. Mm-hmm. Fred Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Uh, there's always something a little more going on with great characters right. like this. And like I said, I can't say enough good things about Godzilla 1954, or as it's called, Gojira. And if you watch it, please make sure to watch the um, the Japanese version yes. of it because it, it is rewarding. And um, real quick, any favorite any favorite moments? Ooh, um, you mentioned the one where his head comes up. I mean, right. I like the whole, you know, him going through the city and 
the flames and stuff and people reporting about it. I like when his scales light up and he breathes his his magical Godzilla breath. And I would be remiss. I think Faith might get mad at me if I don't mention this. I said it on the way over. My real favorite moment, though, is when they're having a scientific debate and there's three female scientists who start yelling at a male scientist. And it's in Japanese and it's just very funny sounding to me. (laughs) It has a weird musicality to it. And it's just, do you remember the part I'm Uh talking about? It was very funny. It was just absolutely funny, but um, you know those cultural differences can be fun. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy them. So, Godzilla, nineteen fifty four. Check it out. Absolutely. So this has been just another Monster Monday. You gonna? You should just sing it for us. Just another Monster Monday. That's <laughs> your part. Whoa. Wonderful. So no, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna join in on this. That's well. <laughs> this is why you fail. Sorry, <laughs> so, it's your song. In the words of the Blue Oyster Cult. Go, go, Godzilla. <laughs> Save us all. Uh, one other question. Um, do you have a list of people you'd like Godzilla to step on? Oh, of course. Me too. <laughs> I think everyone has has a list. I would also like to see a Godzilla movie set in the American South. I want to see some rednecks go up against Godzilla. Now, we live in the South, so we can say that. Uh, and one of them has to try and catch him because that looks like good eating or skater. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, we need that. We need that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to need to find somebody to do this. (laughs) Godzilla in Diamond Head, Mississippi. That would be something. We love you, Diamond Head. Um, We live close to you, so we're we're simpatico, but I'd like to see the Redneck Godzilla movie. Yeah. Yeah. I want that now. Mm -hmm. I think on that note, we're going to close up shop. I think so. I I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep keep your your monster monster on a leash. Godzilla. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want to let you know that we are on the World Wide Web. That's the interwebs, isn't it, Faith? That's what I like to call it, the interweb. www.latenightfright.com. And we are also on the gram. We are. You can check us out at the Late Night Fright Podcast. Or you can also follow my personal page, I'm a Normal Alien. You're not exactly normal, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Check out the website. You can subscribe to our mailing list. And if you like the show, please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. You know us. We're available wherever podcasts can be found. You got that right. We'll see you on the other side.